I am the Ricky. And who the fuck are you? That was fucking magical. (laughs) Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Hello, friends. Hello. Welcome back. This is Kevin Alvis, and I'm your host for another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? I hope you're doing well. Summer's almost here. We had the time change. Staying lighter, longer. That's always a plus, right? Good thoughts. Positive thoughts. Summer's almost here. Speaking of almost here, uh, my lovely wife, Kim Bowler, who you know from the Getting to Know Your Host episodes, is directing a show for the Factory Theater. This is the show that she directed that didn't get to finish its run because of the pandemic. Now they're reopening with the same show, and she's back as the director. It's called The Last Night in Karaoke Town and takes place at a dive bar karaoke place in Cleveland. It's a great great funny story about these group of friends who are trying to save their bar uh i think you'll love it it's a it's a it's a hoot and she does an amazing job so that's at the factory theater that's opening on march 25th that's up in rogers park you can take the red line all the way to the end hang a right it's right there you can get your tickets at thefactorytheater.com that's theater with an er not an re thefactorytheater.com get your tickets Our guest today is fucking one of the most amazing energies I've ever run into in my entire life. Actor, singer, writer, music director, you name it, this man can do it. And he keeps the most positive energy and positive attitude the whole time. Please welcome to the show, the Ricky Harris. Oh, hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm making it through the beginning of this week. Okay, I guess, you know, another day, another dollar. (laughs) You know how that goes. Oh, yes. Oh, it is a damn fine pleasure to have you sit down with me, Ricky. (laughs) It is. You're right. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. I can already tell this is going to be one of those conversations. It's just going to get hot and laughy. I'm just going to have a great time. Um, how are you? How have things been for you? I haven't seen you. It's been a few weeks. We saw each other recently when you competed at Right Club uh, and you uh, destroyed, as always. Uh, even, even when you don't win, you win there. So I don't know how you do it. It really irritates me. How has uh, the, how's the past few weeks been treating you? Because I know you're always busy. Because I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say right now, like doing research on you tonight with- hard there's so many things that you do and i don't even know where to start so let's start off with how's it going it is going well (laughs) um it's going busy which is great i am um i'm music directing a show at a high school in palos heights Mm -hmm. and those kids will perform this week and then next week i'll start music directing a show at the house theater oh wow okay great love the house um and then I was doing some other stuff. 
for church. And then so I guess I guess really the the first question I want to start off with is do you ever just rest? Do you ever just sit down for a minute and be like, ah? Yes, I have learned how to do so. Listen, the pandemic helped me to be okay with resting. Really? Oh, great. That's I always wondered if anybody got anything good out of that time. I like to know at least the good stuff coming up. So that's great that you're able to find that about yourself. That's awesome. I'm like, oh, I can do this list of 50 things or I can sit here and relax, mm-hmm. rejuvenate, you know, let my mind just just watch some stupid TV. It and has- it's like, and that has been my saving grace. Like today I had a day off and I, I had to go put my car in the shop and do laundry. But Ugh. I was able to come back and lay upon my couch just for a quick second. Oh, then I'm like, nice. oh, wait. This is something that I want to do. So I was like, let me, let me sign on and let's do this. Yay. So, uh, it's a matter of finding what I, what I want to do and not just doing stuff because I feel like I have to. Oh, that's really the key. Well, I appreciate you not feeling like you have to do this. And then it was a thing you know, <laughs> that, that makes me feel great. And I like that. Uh, cause which is what you do already. Cause you're just a ridiculously insane ball of positive energy every time you come into a room. So, uh, and a laugh that would just make the hardest person break. <laughs> um, Ricky, are you originally from Chicago? Where are you originally from? I am originally from Davenport, Iowa. Really? Okay. Did you come to Chicago uh, for education or were you like, I'm coming here for a career? Or did you end up yeah. here? <laughs> I, well, I got my undergrad in Tennessee and then I felt like I needed a little bit more training. So I got my master's here in Chicago. Oh, so great. I came here to finish my master's degree. And you're, because you do every everything like there you you know there's the triple threat you're like the quadruply booply threat or whatever i don't know because i know you're an actor you're a writer you're a musician you're a composer you're a singer you you're a teacher you just uh you 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 have great social media presence like you do every fucking thing. um so what was your focus back in college like were you just i want to be an actor and that's what you were focusing on or yeah just performing uh period so i got an mfa in acting and then once i realized that oh you know I, my piano playing skills can help me make a you know a few little dollars here or there if i mm-hmm. teach something or um and a lot of church gigs but yeah i was i just wanted to perform i didn't want to direct produce and I, I just wanted to be taught the music mm-hmm and that's it. And that was it. Hired gun. I love the way that works. <laughs> um, were you a musician before you were an actor? Like, where, where, did you pick up, because uh, I know you play the piano and several other things. I heard also that you play a mean tambourine. Um, and so was that something like you're, did you start <laughs> off as a, as a musician in that standpoint and then move into acting? Or were you kind of an actor that found your way into the music? a little bit of both because yeah. I've always I started playing the piano when I was seven years old mm. and so I was a church mu- musician when I was 14 oh wow okay I started playing for a church um and then just kept up with that but then also knew that I just wanted to be on stage mm-hmm. but then when I got back to college I picked up piano again and so it was my way to make some money to play for to sing it or play for a church. So they're both kind of, they're both just like right there. Like I enjoy both thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I love them both, which is why I love musical theater. 
thank goodness there's that blend that we can put together <laughs> of, of acting and singing. It's fantastic. Um, so you came here to Chicago. What was the first thing that you really fell in love with here in the city when you came here for school? Like when you came to visit or were you prepping, you were like, that was the hook. That's what got me to come here. I I just came to Chicago because it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, we got tuition scholarships. But one thing that kept me, so I stayed in the dorm all three years of my grad school because mm. I know that if I had to commute, I wouldn't go to class. Oh, yeah, no, no. I stayed in the dorms. I still didn't go to class. <laughs> well, right. It was, was a like, long oh, walk yeah. to the front of campus. And, and well, so what, it was different for me to come here, like in the cities, your campus type thing. Mm-hmm. But two blocks away. But I stayed in the university center on the 18th floor. And my living room overlooked Lake Michigan. Ooh, see, that's nice. And I'm like, this is some boss that has baller ass shit. <laughs> oh, but I got to get to class. <laughs> and I would just, I would remember I'd get up because my roommates switched back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go eat breakfast at that table and just look at said Meyer Lake, Michigan. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, so downtown became where, why I wanted to stay. And that was your hook? That's Well, I mean, that's, I could, oh, if I was in that position in college and that was my view, I mean, my college dorm was, uh, the view was the parking lot and also the other dorm across the street. And it was just, <laughs> you know, terrible, terrible. Uh, but uh, that's, yeah, I would have stuck with that too. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so with all the other places to go in, in the country, especially for the arts and things like that, what kept you here in Chicago? Like, what was the thing that was the hook? Or did you go off and be like, hey, I'm going to try some time in New York or I'm going to try some time in L.A. And then you came back or. Well, I've had two shows that took me to New York for a very short run. Mm-hmm. Um, I love New York and I've been out to visit L.A. I don't like L.A. Yeah. I, the people are. Like, please. Um, <laughs> That's all I hear about LA. Is the, they're the just people too fake. Just, yeah. Always but trying. I'm realizing now I do want to change. And I know that LA is worth, you know, if you want to big time movies and sitcoms, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, New York has always been on my radar. But like Chicago, like I've been in this apartment since 2007 when I graduated grad school. Oh, wow. I just really made Chicago my home. And like people, come over here, we'll have dinner, we'll sit around, we'll talk, we'll play games. Like it's really home away from home for a lot of other folks. And that's just like the community that I've created. Right. So it's like I've been I've been I've been leaving for the last two years. I was like, man, it's <laughs> like so hard. All right, so we're getting at it. You have you had the, the the I'm leaving at the bar thing yet? And then just stay. No. <laughs> okay, no, good. No, no, no. Every time you're just throwing a huge party, you're like, I'm out of here. Right. And they're like, dude, what? What what? <laughs> it was like Esteban Cruz was like, good eye, everyone. I'm moving to LA. And then I saw him two weeks later at the straw dog. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? You moved to LA two weeks ago. What are you doing? Oh, Esteban, he's good for that. I, I was doing a show and then like for one week, the other guy couldn't do it. So Esteban was here, <laughs> learned, learned the show on the weekend and did it. I'm like, oh yeah, sounds about right. That sounds about right. They uh, kind of be able to, they, they, they do that really well, that, that come in and kind of crush and then just like, gotta go and then take off. And you're like, oh, if only, if only. <laughs> uh, 
If I could just have a quarter of that, that'd be great. Uh, um, and same with you. I mean, again, like, I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to start with you, Ricky. You make him a job too hard. Uh, so basically let's just go ahead and say open-ended for the podcast here. If there's something specific, you're like, I want to talk about this. Let me know because I've got, I've got things to talk about. We got to talk about you being an actor. We got to talk about you being a singer. We got to talk about your writing, your writing. Cause I've seen you a lot. Uh, you compete a lot in right club, um, it, which is an amazing night. It's one of my favorite things in Chicago. Um, again, like I've said before, I've never thought I'd sit in a bar and watch people read essays. It, you know, 18 year old Kevin says, well, that sounds fucking dumb. Why would you want somebody to read you a fucking essay? But then you go see it. And you're like, oh, no, this is fucking amazing. And I, we were talking last time that you have a wonderful way uh, with your pieces of really like coming in and presenting your statement of how you feel about something. Uh-huh. Then just coming in on another side and stomping and not stomping on the other side of that, like, fuck you. And this is all fucked up. And then right away coming in at the end to now say, okay, but here's all the hope that that brings. And it's a really beautiful piece. Every time you bring up that kind of theme when, and you have such a great way of presenting those, that the way you, your style, which is really great. Did you, were you, uh, cause you're actor singer from when you were a kid too. Did you, was that something you were doing then as well too? Or is that something you got into later in life? Um, writing, I got into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is a phenomenal writer. Oh, oh, so you come from an artistic um, family, yeah? Um, so my dad like acts and directs. But I, I mean, he was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. He had a he was an athletic director, but also he was a wonderful writer, actor, and all that jazz. Oh, that's awesome! And he writes so good, and mm-hmm. I was just like, well, honey, I'm. I'll just do the I'll do the singing and the acting over here. I'm not even gonna try because you got the writing on lock. Like I'm like, I can't <laughs> I have nothing that interesting to say. And then within the last couple of years, I started writing a lot of music. Okay. And but letting letting it be led by the melody that, that I think of first and then letting the words come. Cause that's it takes me time to write what okay. I want to present. And I think because like it doesn't take me too much time to pick up the reason for this monologue or why this is happening here right. or like to listen, listen to this music, but like, oh yeah, okay, I can pick that out, you know. So that comes to me, and then writing was like, no, you have to work a little bit more, and a little bit harder. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. No <laughs> one told me it was gonna be this shit. Jesus, come on. So I really appreciate because I've done like Salamathon when Salamathon was mm-hmm. here. It was a Monday night thing. Writing stuff for that was just, it, it just got me more comfortable with presenting my work because every place that I've been lucky enough to present anything that I've written has been a, such a safe space that I feel, I feel very blessed by that. It's one reason why I love Chicago so much is that when you're trying something, the community here is so ready to be there to kind of help you graciously fail or succeed but they're always there to support you and you feel safe in what you want to do you know yeah it's, I, it's one thing i love about this this city i never thought i would ever want to get up and write read anything that i've ever written until i moved here and it really does give you that good energy of like oh i can i can do this this is great did your was your dad more into was he what, is, what was his writing style was he a playwright or, or non-fiction he was a playwright okay uh playwright um just just good stories and 
he used to have a small little theater company, you know, back back in Davenport, Iowa. Mm-hmm. But we but we were all black kids doing this, like learning all this stuff. And I have to go back now and get some of his stuff. I've been starting to pull it out because it's great stuff. I was going to ask if you've ever produced something of his. That would be amazing if you were produced one of his shows here in Chicago. That'd be awesome. He sent me something that I'm I'm reading now, and I'm just like, okay, if I can make this happen, that would be lovely. Oh, that's pretty great. That would be great. Oh, here, let's let's go ahead and we'll start working on marketing and things like that. Let's, right. let's what what needs what needs to happen to get this going? Let's I gotta see this because I think it's great. I love I love meeting people who uh, who are very supportive in their life from their family who uh, are also in the arts. If you're coming from a very artistic family and, and those kind of things. And then when you get to work together, you know, I've run into people whose, you know, their parents were in the theater and stuff like that. So they were able to do shows with them growing up or, and things like that. And I really, I really, I like that a lot. I love that kind of bringing those arts in the family like that. So anytime, I, if you need, if you're like, Hey, Kevin, come sell tickets for this show that my dad wrote. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Let's do that. That's awesome. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh geez, again i don't i'm looking over here i'm like what should we what should we talk about now ricky um uh let's see here uh acting is you uh, you do i looked at your facebook page I, I left it up here um so i could look at because you're very good at updating it seems like because you, you put in like, I tried places to. you've worked right and i go down and i was like Former actor at this place, former actor at uh, what was that? Music director at Raven, music director at Lifeline, Oak Park Music Festival, Beverly Pride Arts, Raven Theater again. I mean, it's just like you, it looks like you went and wrote a list of just all the theaters in Chicago, and you're like, Yeah, I worked at them because that's what it looks like. Um, you uh, must hustle more than anyone I know in doing everything. So are you able to now, are you a living working actor uh, with all the things that you're able to do? Or are you still able to, are you a fun day job that you like to do? Or like, what's <laughs> fun day job? A fun day no, I-, <laughs> I don't know. You might work at the zoo or you like, I don't know. I don't know if you're into like working at the movie theater or something. Fun jobs. I guess that's not really that fun. It's gross. I, I did. I was serve. I was a server for a long time mm-hmm. at Navy Pier for Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. So I, I was on that market. Um, I do a lot. A lot of the things that I do, yes, um, utilize all of the degrees that I have, which I love. So not just acting is supporting me because it's like some theaters are now coming around to paying mm-hmm. a, what actors are worth, but a lot of them still can't. The music directing does get a nice check coming in but like if i work for a high school or a college that's really where the money's at honey. College they, sure. gotta... <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have to spend it they're like we have to get this out of our hands so and they you're the music director right now if i'm not mistaken of two different you're in two different places yes. right you are uh working with broadway bound and the chicago christian high school um yes. what what is tell us about broadway bound what kind of organization is that so broadway bound is a dance studio over there on north avenue not too far from second city okay um so it's is that lincoln Park? no whatever neighborhood i couldn't even tell you the old street town. names of my hometown let alone here it's it's the old town neighborhood it is a a predominantly uh white um kids there mm-hmm. and uh, they have a broadway bound class for kids who want to sing act and dance so not just take dance oh, okay and a friend of mine was one of the teachers said hey can you come play for class i was like mm, sure and i love to walk in 
in all my glory. And the kids are like, <laughs> oh, oh, but he's also a great teacher. He's teaching us how to sing. Great. So, I bet uh, you're that's what an, I an amazing there. fucking teacher. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so that, so I found that fun. I think I've been there two years mm-hmm. helping with that class. So, you know, just another hustle to add to the books. There you go. There you go. And then over at the Chicago Christian High School, are you you're just their regular for, is that for their church services or is that a classes that you're teaching there as well too? Or oh, all of the above? Happened. No, I'm, I'm, I just started there. So a friend of mine usually music directs their show. And mind mm-hmm. you, this person who does, I music directed him at the Beverly Arts Center years ago. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, hey, I can't do this. Can you? I was like, oh, shit, I can. You know, it's in Palos Heights, so just south of me, south of Midwest. Um, so I am music directing their production of Drowsy Chaperone that will be performed this weekend. Oh, right. And it's like some of the other teachers have seen me around. They're like, oh, hey, you're the new theater music person, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know I had a title. I, don't, I mean. <laughs> Great. I, what, once I do this show, I think I'm going to be leaving. But <laughs> and they're like, "No, actually, you signed a contract. You work here now." <laughs> well, the kids, the kids are funny. They were like, "So yeah, that was our music teacher. She's leaving after this year because she's pregnant." <gasps> and I'm like, well, "Why y'all telling me?" <laughs> that that makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did sign a contract now, and that's your job. <laughs> Right. <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is where your office is. It's your locker. Here's the keys. Right. Welcome. I do have keys. It has been nice to work, work for them. I got everything I needed right away. So I was like, okay, I like this. So you've just really been, I, I really admire you for the fact that you've been able to really build yourself through all of your, ta- like I'm, I, as an artist, I'm always super excited for people who are able to live their lives doing the things they want to do. You know, day jobs, I have a great day job, but it's not what I want to do, but it's also a great experience and it's a great place to work, but I don't get to go act. I don't get to produce podcasts. I don't get to do voiceover work, that kind of stuff, but you are able to, to, you know, compose music and act and teach and do all this stuff and really just make that. And I, 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 kudos. I admire you a whole bunch. Um, And then on top of it, you're just kind of a fucking awesome person. Uh, Like I said, your energy is humongous. Um, your voice, the same angelic. Uh, I, I was watching a piece earlier that you had done. Uh, what was the name of the, uh, I wrote it down cause I want to remember, but I forgot it now, but it's uh, <laughs> Chicago takes 10. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. An amazing piece in that. Cause that was a wonderful, like spoken word, uh, musical piece. Is that something that you wrote and composed yourself or like, yes, everything that's on the Chicago takes 10 is, is all me stuff that I wrote. So it's all original stuff. Um, that was that that, that was a, a, a nice experience because my homeboy works with them and he was like, hey, we got this money for people who you know have some stuff already. Mm-hmm. You get 90 minutes to record, professionally record. There's a sound man. We're going to uh, video you record you as well. 90 minutes, boom. We'll put 10 minutes on the Chicago Takes 10 thing, mm-hmm. but you'll get all the so it was just wonderful. I was like, oh, well, wow. I was like, okay, I can do this. Okay. That's something that doesn't come along. Cause that was something they were doing right during the pandemic to still kind of 
still make sure that people are still getting paid for the arts and the arts are still out there and entertaining, I guess, yeah. the as well. We're stuck inside. So, but being able to be presented to that, well, how, how was that process for you? Like where did you uh, kind of resurrect some pieces that you had been working on to develop or was um, it something you started from the ground up? And if so, like what inspired that? Oh, I had, well, I had to pull out some pieces that I've had, <laughs> which felt <laughs> like working from the ground up. Cause I'm like, I forgot all of this shit. Did I write this? Who I'm like, what this? the hell did that mean? <laughs> but luckily, um, I am getting better at recording my stuff mm-hmm. and then writing it out in a way to where it can come back to me. Mm-hmm. So I might not have like a full lead sheet. I just need like to know what key I'm in on, on this song. And then it, it'll co- comes back to my fingers. And um, so it was nice just to pull all that stuff out and be like, oh, yeah, I, I did like this. And then to see it um, professionally recorded, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this shit's good. <laughs> I see what everybody says about me now. I'm pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. pretty good. That's all. And what a fucking great experience. And to have somebody hey, go, hey, sidebar, do you want 90 minutes professionally done and some cash? That's, I mean, that's, and I think that shows, I mean, well, that shows your talent and your hustle too. You know, somebody can come up to you and be like, hey, I want you involved in this kind of thing. Just say yes, because you want to be in this, you know? Yeah. And that's great. That's fantastic. So you were able to you you were able to put together for some uh, some older pieces that you kind of just reworked and things like that. That's what what usually inspires you. Like when you when you are looking at writing music or you know your essays and things like that. Like do you are you usually like inspired by music itself or or do you kind of just kind of do you walk the earth and let the mother nature tell you which <laughs> way to be guided? <laughs> I, I usually like a good prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually like so that I have a place to go. And then from that, I also love to source ideas like through two really good friends of mine. Okay. Who I can be like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'll give them a sentence. And I'm like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And then, and, I, and those are people who I trust. And so then out of what they say, more comes to me. And with like music, I don't know why I've been writing um, a lot of love songs. Oh yeah. I did this. um, I wrote a song for my parents' 30th wedding anniversary. And then I did it for my sister's wedding. And now every year her and her husband, I expect a wedding song. I'm like, (laughs) an anniversary song. I'm like, wait guys, that was just the one time. Can I just get you a gift card? That's, I mean, you could buy stuff with that. (laughs) But one thing I did um, that I loved, I, a good friend of mine got married Mm -hmm. and I sat down and I wrote a chorus to a song. And then I gave her and her fiance the task of separately writing verses. That is awesome. So when I, and then I went and had it professionally recorded which is, how, which is why I know how much it is per hour to go into the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, one verse she wrote, one verse he wrote, and they didn't hear it until I sent it to them. Did they know what you were doing when you said, hey, could you write this thing for me? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. they, they, All but, right. but they didn't know the melody or they only, I only sent them the chorus. Oh, and I was, I, like, I, I was like, I just need four to eight lines. Go. Oh, I love that. Oh, see, now that's you doing the kind of things that just crush a room in the best way. Like I bet that <laughs> wedding was a 
fucking mess. Just everybody just boo-hooing. Yeah. The Kleenex budget probably wasn't big enough. And just everybody was just, probably his face was just wet after that was done with. Because that, I, I kind of want to tear up thinking about that. Because that's a great, that and what a great gift too. That's something that's so unique. Something that they'll play over and over. And, uh-huh. Or they'll be, or, you know, how was your wedding? Oh, it was beautiful. You know, this and that and that and this. How was your wedding? Oh, we had a professional song written that we wrote. And, you know, that's, what, do you want to hear it? I got it right here. You know, that's, that. you just can't beat that. That's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, and what's uh, any, anything that's been in your life that's pumped up the love in your life lately, or is it just, just me, just you, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm like, okay, okay, whatever, you know, um, Hey, yes, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's the change in the pandemic weather. Who knows? You know, of course it's moving towards world war three right now, but you know, at the same time, uh, we'll, we'll see how all that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, also looking through your Facebook, you have so many pictures of no! you of uh, well, I, I, hold on my I pause at the wrong time sometimes. You have so many pictures of you out with friends and you always seem to just be electric, just just beaming all the time. What is your secret? <laughs> Do you just, do you like have secretly have like a punching bag in the basement where you're just like fucking it up every day to get all the shit out? Cause we're living in, we're living in the times and it's crazy, but you keep such a wonderful positive energy about you. Um, and, and you, you're such a, a, a fun upfront, honest person, you Uh know, is that just something that was kind of instilled with you in your, in your upbringing? Or is that just, is that just been you from the get go? That's just kind of been me. I don't, well, so high school, I played, I played sports. Mm-hmm. So I got out a, lot, a lot of aggression on the wrestling mat, on the football field. Okay. I was just like, Bleh. okay. I, I just also learned that getting really upset about something that I can't fix like right away. Cause mm-hmm. I also have that. If I can't do it right away, I'm like, let me just stay calm. Let me take a few breaths. It'll be all right. I've already thought of three ways to fix this. How are we going to do this? Because some one time a friend of mine passed out mm-hmm. and everybody started panicking. And I was like, hey, shh, let's all be quiet. Number one, let's give her some space. Yeah. Got her up and I whispered in her ear. I said, hey, whenever you're ready to go, I will take you home. So don't worry about it. Your car is parked at a meter. I got the meter number for you so you can pay it in the morning when you wake up right 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 and then you come get your car and later she was just like how the hell do you just always stay so calm like i'm just like i don't know when when that's just me and and i choose to be happy just because i love i love life and i love people so when i'm around good people we're gonna have a good time because we have to that's amazing. That's that's such a it's a, such a nice thing to hear these days too, because everything is so easy to be angry or frustrating, and there's always there's a lot of panic and tension in the world right now, and those those are the times when you're least likely to make a good decision. You got anything coming up? What are you working on right now? Anything anything fun uh, of the fifteen things that you do? Music directing these shows. My kids perform this weekend. I'm starting like to put together a little something. Um, I don't know when I'll do it yet. Oh, because you just did a um, cabaret show too. 
yes. Cabaret, the Ricky Harris way, which is fantastic. So are you looking at you? So you producing like, oh my God, again, again, I don't have time. I told you it'd be like an hour. We have 15 other things to talk about. You're a producer <laughs> as well. You write your own shit. Um, so you're looking to do more cabaret, like present uh, shows of your own work. Yes, yes, yes. So for you, I mean, you just seem to really enjoy doing that. How is that for you when presenting your things now in this kind of format? I, I try to be cautious of not asking too much of people. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend of mine tell me, cause I had two shows one, she, and she was like, Ricky, we can come to both shows. We don't have to choose. And I was like, oh, you can. But, oh, but you're not going to get uh, tired of me, I guess. Right, right, right. right. Um, but doing the cabaret was so wonderful. I, because it was my first time, I think um, a lot of people came out. Plus the next day was a holiday. It was mm-hmm. King Day holiday. So my mom, dad, sister, and my brother-in-law came up from Georgia for the weekend. Oh, wow. To see it. Um, technically for that space, yeah, I, I sold out. It was at the Venus Cabaret. That's awesome. Mercury Theater. It was phenomenal. Had a great group of people show up, responsible people who were brave enough to come out of this pandemic, wore their mask and clapped. And we had, oh my God, it was such a wonderful time. I we saw, I saw got- a couple of videos on your Facebook of, that somebody had taken and that looked like it was it looked like it was a good fucking time now with your cabarets when you're doing those shows are you because i really only saw you do some musical numbers are you also doing some written pieces as well to some spoken pieces and things like that or is it all musical cabaret stuff this last one was all music i did the um the theme of tv show theme songs (gasps) so they were theme songs from across the decades and just talked a little bit acknowledged to some people in the audience now it's my family um but yeah, just a lot of music. And I did perform my piece, Black Excellence, because my sister was there. And she's like, this is my favorite piece. I want to see you perform it. I was like, I sent you the YouTube clip. But <laughs> she's like, no, I want it live. I want it tonight. You give and it bless to her me. heart. She records recording me on Facebook while I was doing it. She was also singing along. Oh, that's awesome. And... My sister's tone deaf. <laughs> the support's awesome. Yes. And the next day she was like, I should not be singing along. I said, well, not while you're recording. No. <laughs> you're really close to that microphone. <laughs> but, no one can but it was great because I was in a room full of friends. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was a, out of 70 people, like three people who I didn't know. Like oh, it yeah. was somebody somebody's boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I knew everybody there from all walks of all of my jobs, from my UIC job, from a teaching job, from acting, all that stuff, all those people in one room, just loving what I had to offer. And it was just a freaking good time. It was oh, so good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful that everybody had a great time. That's amazing. Everybody. That's amazing. And that does feel good when you like, I did this and people enjoyed it and everybody was here and it was safe. And this is a good night. And I'm sorry I missed it, especially after seeing some of the clips. Uh, Cause <laughs> so fucking you're, you're, you light up a room, Ricky Harris, you light up a room. Oh. Ricky, we have got to the second half of the show. Uh, it is uh, a ripe old tradition here. And it's a little section I like to call, same three questions. Same three questions. And these are the same three questions I ask 
all of my guests. Now, at the beginning of the new year, I changed my same three questions. So you're only the third person to answer these questions. So you don't have too many people to go up against. So, um, so, but these are also the same three questions I ask everybody. All right. So question number one, if you could transform into an animal, which animal would that be and why? I'd be the lion because I'd be the king. Yes, I love it. I love it. And they're also beautiful. And you've got that big mane of yellow braids right now. It's gorgeous. Yes. Love, it. love it. All right, lion. Okay, great. Because you, you are the king and you would be the king. You'd be <laughs> the Ricky Harris lion king. Is that something like that? Yeah. Okay, great. So lion, great answer. You got that right. One point. <laughs> Question number two. What's the one language that you wish you could speak fluently and why? I, oh, I want to speak Spanish fluently. Mm -hmm. I speak it very brokenly mm -hmm. um, just because I would, I, I would like to communicate with Spanish speaking people. Absolutely. And I, I, it's, and I think it's a beautiful language. It really is. Um, so Spanish, I like that because right? I agree with you. That's, that's on my list as well, too. Uh, so great. Got that right. One point. That's two points for you. Doing great. Two out of two. Third question. Last question. Ready? Hey, Ricky. Ham or turkey? Turkey. Ooh, so sorry. The answer was ham. <laughs> the answer was ham. Very close there. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, okay. Now we're going to do, where can people find you on social media? Where can people follow you and then learn more about all the other fucking things we didn't get to talk about? Yes. On the YouTube, you can look up places, exclamation point, live, exclamation point, and then probably put the Ricky in there mm -hmm. and then my YouTube page to come up. You can also find me on the Instagram at the T-H-E-E -E underscore Ricky underscore Harris. And that is where I do a lot, a lot of my social media. I love IG. that you, I love you use the regal, the, the T-H-E-E, -E. Yeah. the Ricky Harris. I love it. I love it. Go, please go, go track down Ricky all over the place and follow him for so much fun. Shot o'clock. We didn't talk about that. He'd like to do shot o'clock at the bar and he posts that on IG and he's, he's always with an amazing group of people. He's just basically what I'm saying is if you can find Ricky Harris and befriend him somehow, that's what I recommend doing. Just befriend Ricky Harris and then follow him around like the Grateful Dead. Um, Ricky, you have yes. been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate you and, uh, especially on your night off. So thank you so much. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. <laughs> Just an amazing fucking person. Please go find Ricky Harris, follow him on all his social media, go see him perform, listen to his music, watch his videos. He's amazing. Bring him into your life. The end. Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, please go rate and review us. Spread the word, because that's how we get the word out. I also want to say thank you to my dear friend, Mr. Jason Moody, for our kick-ass theme song, and our dear friend, Miss Corbett Pasco, for our three-question stinger. Be sure to join us next time when we sit down with a new guest and we ask them that burning question. Who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.